When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new NBA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter, here with my buddy, Andrew Montana. How are you, buddy? What up, dude? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I want to do better now because I'm actually starting to train again. And I'm going to DM Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy, which is the perfect place to start or continue your BJJ journey. I know you're a brown belt as well. Yeah, I think you should go here because they have the best classes for adults and kids. They have expert instruction by world champion head instructor, Demetrius Mavraganis and his team of first-class instructors who will get me in shape, will get you in shape, and ready for your next competition. So just slide in the DMs DM. Have you ever done a competition in Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah. Really? Yeah. How, how'd, you, how'd you do? Uh, I've won a couple of tournaments. I got disqualified from one as well. For what? Uh, I slammed my way out of an armbar. You can't do that? No. That sucks. I was, I, was, I was very young at that time. I think you should be able to do that. Yeah, I didn't do it that hard. It was more just like, wow. Well, listen, you're going to learn how to correctly get out of an arm bar here. And if you want classes of private instruction, call them today at 310-800-5878. Or if you're near Lakewood or Long Beach, visit them at 5543 Woodruff Avenue in Lakewood, California. Or go to dmbjj.com. I need to get back in shape. I'm getting there. I just need to get it. I've been losing some weight. I'm losing some weight. I'm actually, I put a picture on Instagram of how before and after. I do that just for me to remind myself. Because now I'm under pressure on you. Yeah, that's exactly why. Yeah. Because I, was, I started to find myself on the road. You know, I was stopping up at Cinnabon. It was right after I had to That's me right now. I went to Cinnabon and I was like, you know what? I, I, this is not going to go good. I got I to gotta remind myself. Like, gonna, no icing this time. Yeah, I, I definitely felt like a loser doing that. I figured that I'm like, why did I put that up? But then, I don't know, I got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of props. Sarah Bermann liked it. So, uh, oh. and, and some fighters liked it. And so some hot chicks liked it, of course. My wife said it was okay. I was like, should I do that? She's like, go for it. Uh, you asked her first? Yeah, I did ask her. I did, because I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. Uh, but I'll tell you what, when I need to relax, and when you need to relax, or if you find yourself in need, trust in speedweed.com for overnight delivery to, to over 1,088 cities across California. Find everything with one quick stop, flour, edibles, concentrate, topicals, vapes, and more. Set up and use code ROASTED. For $10 off, orders over $100 at speedweed.com. I know a lot of our fans like smoking marijuana or vaping or using the uh, CBD oil, which I've been using after workouts. <laughs> and I, I'm telling you, I, it's so much better than Advil or aspirin or anything. You rub that on, you're like, oh my God, why have I not, why didn't I know about this? It before? all makes sense. MMA Roasted has, I guess, a weed sponsorship. Yes. So Roasted is your is your uh, code. That's and, so easy to remember, guys. And sometimes Roasted, get roasted. Exactly. And then sometimes when you get high, you get hungry. So guess what? Blue Apron. It's the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And they achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. They've established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranches across the U.S. And as a result, their seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Cooking together builds strong family bonds. Me and my wife, we have Blue Apron Night, and I feel like a chef. 
She's yeah. turned on by me. Uh, I watched it when she does the cooking. Are you shirtless? No, not yet. No, I, I haven't. Just the apron? I still need to lose another 10. Did they send you a blue apron or no? No, they didn't actually send you a blue I wish they would. Uh, but uh, check it out. It's affordable. They got variety. It's flexible. It's easy and guaranteed. Check out this week's menu. You get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash MMA roast. You'll love how good it feels, how good it tastes. Build to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. Don't wait. It's blueapron.com slash MMA roast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Your sponsors are like a, you can use it, but you can go train a DM. Smoke some weed. Sore, smoke some weed. And then go eat some food. Exactly. exactly. Uh, I just got back. I literally drove nine hours last night. I was in a... Oh, I thought you were going to cancel. I was, I was going to recommend canceling. I, I, I too. And I was like, you know, it's one of those things. I had one of those weeks where I went to Lake Havasu and... Uh, it was like a cool little spot. It was like, I think it's a lot of swingers there. It's, it's all these older couples. And I, I'm on stage and like they were ready for comedy. And then there was a guy, there was an older guy who was like in like a sling. Of course, they keep the, the baseball game on while I'm on stage. And I'm actually. No, not the volume on, but it's Arizona in Arizona in the playoffs. And I'm like, you got. But still, people were paying attention to me and looking up. And then I was looking up. You see people look up, they're like, what's going on? So this guy, uh, it was one of those things where I think everybody once a month comes, the whole town comes and watches comedy. Because there was a guy in a sling, and I'm like, oh, sir, uh, you know, how, how do you get that sling? Is it masturbating? Blah, blah, blah. And then everyone's like, he has one arm. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Of course, the guy has one arm. Oh, it's a fake arm. No, like he had a sling in his in his other arm, but he had, he had like one arm. Like basically, he had like a nub, and, and of course that's the guy. That's so, good. So I was like, I love doing the I, I love doing the, in the uh, fugitive, and I was like, when you go swimming, do you go in a circle? I was doing all the one arm jokes that I knew. He was dying laughing. Thank like, God. Half arm guy. Damn. Yeah, of course. But uh, afterwards, he came up to me and told me like thirty one arm jokes. That oh, he, good. Yeah, he was a super nice guy. So that was that. That was one, and then I had a. After that, I had to go to. I, I went to there, and I went to I think Kingman, Arizona, which which is pretty cool. And then I went to um, Laughlin, which is like an older. An, it's, it's like Vegas, but like it's like older Vegas. It was actually pretty cool. I go to Vegas, but. Uh, I ain't going to Vegas anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, once again, our condolences to what happened in Vegas. So basically, uh, uh, I'm in Laughlin, and one of the it was a a couple of bachelorette parties. Which I never understood bachelorette parties at a comedy club. Because that go a little wilder than that. Right, because bachelor party, a comedian could control. Like, you don't have a comedian drink yet. You could it could fuck up the whole night. Yeah, like guys, I talk about being married, how much mm -hmm. it sucks, and this yeah. and that. You can put a real damper on your, you know, stripper and like penis pops. And, right, and because you know the husband's yeah. going like having like a stripper on his face and yeah. getting naked or whatever he's doing. He's like, me and the boys just gonna go get a cabin. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. A cabin. Yeah. Like, uh, that's the thing. I didn't even have a bachelor party because I'm like, my whole life. No, my whole, whole life's been a bachelor party. Yeah, I figured I probably know the stripper. Uh, yeah. It would just be awkward. I don't like every time I go to a bachelor party, the girls get the guy naked and then he's about to cheat, and someone's like, "Don't do it, Ralph," or something, and then like it's a fucking after school special, and yeah. either he cheats anyway or it's just something goes down. And I was, I don't even want to. My buddy had a bachelor party once, like the girls dancing on him, and she was like dancing. His face and he went down on her and I'm like that's the most disgusting thing you could ever do and you're getting married like yeah I just I didn't want to have that I didn't want to have that I was like no nah, I'm not having a bachelor party so but anyway so then I was like what are you guys doing after this you know you're gonna go see you know the thunder from down under so like we're playing laser tag I'm like Jesus are you going to church at midnight and then the library at it's one like a crazy life though if that's what they're choosing for a bachelor a comedy club and then laser tag I don't know, but then again, if I was, I would rather my wife. Older couple, older? No, no, but they were fine. But I was like, Jesus. 
So girls are girls are fine like that. They can just go out as a group and yeah, like you yeah. guys would not have like no. I'd be like this sucks. And then if you and then if you go to a bachelor party where there's no strippers, I feel like it's so obvious that there's no strippers that it's like that your wife is probably like. Either that or like you know the marriage isn't gonna last. It's like you. It's like it's almost like he's, he's walking on eggshells already. Nothing worse than a combined bachelor and bachelorette party. Oh my god, I've seen those. That's like you guys. I've seen those in Vegas, and I'm like, why is there a huge group of guys and a group of girls all in bachelor and like crowns? To me, that's the lamest. It's not gonna work. Yeah, yeah, that shows us some like trust issues. I would like to see the stats of marriages that worked with combined bachelor and bachelorette parties. I guarantee it's like unless you guys are like real freaks. That's the other side of that too. Because no, it's that's not what's going on. It's always like some Italian couple or something. Yes, they're not. They're from Staten Island. Yeah, they're not. They're not real freaks. Of course. So then, so then I went to uh, yesterday. I was. In uh, where was I? I was in uh, the Honda Casino in like Pine Top, Arizona, which was a like, nine hours away. I'm playing an Indian casino on Columbus Day. I mean, nothing could be more depressing. Uh, but some patriotic jokes. <laughs> but they were good. They were actually a, they were a fun crowd. Um, and uh, I don't know. I've just been uh, I'm doing a lot of thinking though. I'm writing a lot of new new material, yeah. which is good. That's the thing about the road is a new material. Um, but it's just, this whole fucking country is going crazy right now. Everyone's going crazy with uh, gun that. control. Uh, you go on Facebook, all you see is people um, for gun. But the thing is, I have most of my friends are liberal comedians, and they're all like, "Oh, I'm gun," but they don't have a solution to it. Like they, they just say, "Get rid of guns," but like as if that's going to work. As if everyone's just gonna be like, "Oh, you want to get rid of guns? Here's my gun." It may take a while. If you if you make guns incredibly illegal, you could come on. It really it take a while. I, I look. I'm all. If, if tomorrow someone could say, you know what, all the guns now don't work. Poof. I'd be all for it. But that's not gonna happen. No. It's just. It's just not gonna happen. It's and like, it's like a 15, 20 year plan. Yeah. I. I don't know. I. I I'm just, not a political person at all. I. I never get political, but when people start getting killed and stuff, that's. I, no, I agree. But I, I don't have a gun. I've never needed a gun. Yeah. If someone breaks into my house, we're just gonna get depressed. Okay. But I do see. You know, I see the reason people why I have guns. I, I I've been with friends who've had guns on them, fighters especially in a, in a, uh, Florida, an American top team. A lot of those guys. It's probably like the most badass guys in the world need machine guns. Yeah. I remember hanging out with Frank Mir one day at Vegas, and Frank Mir is shooting a sketch, and he's got like a gun in his back pocket, uh, a knife around his neck, a gun in his front pocket, a gun in his his his, his, his sock. I'm like, who the fuck's gonna fuck with you, Frank Mir? Out of all the guys, oh. like. No one's fucking with Frank Mir. No. I mean, who, Brock Lesnar? I mean, who's going to come and who's going to beat up Frank? Who's gonna, why does he need that? Not, and that many guns, too. It, it was insane. And then, and then everyone's like a pepper spray. And everyone's with the fucking national anthem. Like, every, people, oh, and it's so funny because here's my stance on it. I, I see both points. I see people, people are like, oh, it's disrespectful. No, because the flag, people fought for the rights. People fought for the rights for, for the flag, which represents freedom of speech. Okay, and, and the Constitution, and that guy's practicing his freedom of speech by kneeling. So you're all right in some ways. Everybody's there's not really a wrong answer here, except that people are just fighting on Facebook. I have to fucking delete people because it's like it's yeah. made me hate Facebook it, all, all, since uh, Donald Trump uh, started running for president. I'm like, I hate Facebook. I think what they should do is they should like switch the national anthem to the hokey pokey. Right? All of a sudden, they play the hokey pokey, hokey. see who does it, and be like, and see who kneels. And every day, every week, they should just have a different song. And then eventually, people are like, all right, bring back the national I would anthem. probably do the hokey pokey. Would you? Uh, could you do it if I'm at a game? I'm usually a few beers deep. People are like boycotting fun. They're like, no, I'm fucking, uh, I don't know. I, uh, 
This is crazy. It's, I don't know. It's tough. I, I talked to my mom about this. She, she's like, you should stand. Uh, I understand. Crazy. I would stand. If it was me, I would stand. Right. But, I but do, I'm not a, a, I'm obviously not a black man that has had uh, right. stuff happen in their hometown, to their family and friends. And I don't know exactly what the, these people are feeling or how they like, how like repressed they feel, and, like, uh, but also why do they play national anthem before every sporting event? They're, like we go. Oh well, yeah, why do we? Yeah, that, that's that was my point too. I'm like, why do we have to play that? I'm like, I get it, but if every day I went to work and they had the national anthem, I would find reasons to meet. I'd be like, I'm uh, coming late. I'm coming late. I'm protesting bad boob jobs. Yeah. BTM, big tits matter. I, I, it was just I don't know. I understand it though. Uh, I was thinking about uh, a, a story that I was I wanted to tell about. Uh, I did a show one time, and Eddie Van Halen was in the crowd. Right. Nice. And Eddie Van Halen was to me like I grew up in the eighties. Eddie Van Halen was God. Some of you millennials don't know how good Eddie Van Halen was. The cool people do. Talk to me. So I did. A show. I had the best show of my life. I went up there. The comedy store was sold out. Craig Gas was like staying at his place. So Eddie Van Halen came. I killed it. Afterwards, Eddie Van Halen comes up to me. And he goes, he goes, you are to comedy what I am to music. And I was like, holy shit! I can't believe he said that. Next day, he was in rehab. I think that was his. I think that was his rock bottom. I think whoever was with him was like, "You're on drugs. Yeah. This is this is too much." And you reevaluate your career. <laughs> like, Shit. I did. I'm like, that was the lowest he got. You, were you on a bender yourself or no? No, I was not a no bender. But I was like, man, I can't believe Ethan Halen say that. And the next thing I know, I look in the paper, he's in rehab. That's so. insane. And then uh, over the weekend, Cam Newton uh, got in trouble for laughing. Everyone overreacted to that. But he also did laugh like a little child. So what he laughed. I, I you should not you should you should not be censored for laughing. He laughed like he was like a, a six year old and the girl like He should have laughed and just not said why he was laughing. Yes. And then laughed to himself and later on to his friends, like, yes. oh, it was funny. But you can't fault the guy for being honest. You could have giggled and just been like uh, and answer the question and move on. But I understand why he left, okay? And some women who, I, I, obviously enough women know football, right? But to him, enough don't, where it was funny to him. So what? Yeah. And, and there's some merit, yeah, because not many women are playing quarterback or running, playing wide receivers, like the intricacy of routes and stuff. Like, I, I get it, but like if an Asian guy was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm failing math class, I would start laughing because yeah. you don't hear that. You know, he probably get an A minus. Oh, but all those journalists should get left there because none of them can run the routes anyway. They're all completely like, yeah. They all should get left. Like, it shouldn't just be the woman. It, all these guys are completely out of shape. People that they're not. They don't know the routes. Not, like these journalists in there are not ex NFL players. And he got dropped from Dan and Yogurt. But why was he even sponsored by like who eats yogurt and thinks they can throw a football anyway? Kids. Uh, I mean, do, do I have never eaten yogurt and thought oh, I just want to play football? <laughs> but I don't know why he's sponsored by that in yogurt. You take a shit, right? Take a shit, yeah. Don't fucking pass football. No. Pass gas. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> and then I'm on the road and uh, I'm, I haven't seen my wife, so I'm like watching porn, right? And yeah. uh, and and every porn category is now incest porn. Have you notice this? No. You go on RedTube or uh, you know, YouTube. I, I, I search specific things. So I don't really. You go on the I go on the homepage, right? Oh, you, you search the yeah. I go on the homepage, see what's new, and everything <laughs> is the feed. Yeah, everything is <laughs> stepmom and stepkid or brother and sister or step. I'm like, who is this? I can see if one was like for that that guy, but who's having this fantasy of banging their stepsister or stepmom? Creeps. I had to go on the, you know how it says like uh, the, the whatever the fetish session yeah. to, to find not family members. That that's how much it's it's got every single one is 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 family porn, and, and someone's doing it. That's, and they too, that's too much of a fetish. That's too. 
I, I have to find not family porn. It's, yeah. it's, it's insane. I literally, it's 10 to 1. Stepmother, stepsister. I don't know. I've never seen a girl be like, oh, I wish she was my stepsister and I could bang her. Uh, that, that just, that's fucking insane. I can't. I don't watch that stuff. Go on porn tonight and see what I'm talking about. Your, your wife's in Minnesota. Your girlfriend's in Minnesota. That says from Ditch Wrestling or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to pick up and I keep calling the other number. I'm, I called it. I tried to WhatsApp it. Steven. Everything. I don't, I, know, I don't know what's more of a disaster, this call or the fight you had on Friday. So. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not my week, man. This is some bullshit. It's okay, man. It's okay. You're still you're, you're still one of my favorite fighters in the world. Uh, I, I I'm always a fan. You, yeah. How how are you, man? How are you? I I you called earlier. You're ordering McDonald's. Are you are, are you are you depressed? Are you eating McDonald's? And like White Castle, baby. White White. That's awesome. That's awesome. White Castle. Well, why is it gotta be White Castle? Why can't it be Black Castle? This is fucking racist. This world, Yeah. This world. Tyron Woodley thinks this is racist that you're eating White Castle. Just so you know. Uh, <laughs> So, so how are you, man? How how's it? I I know you had a you had a tough loss, you had a tough fight, but uh, was it just one of those nights that you just couldn't get going? Um, yeah, you know, it, it's just been I don't know, man. I had a good camp. I had a, I felt good inside the cage. I just felt good leading up to it. Um, you know, even walking inside the cage, it just didn't click for me. So, um, it's really, it's frustrating when I have fights like that. I've had two in a row. This is the first time I've ever dropped two fights back to back. Um, so it's just frustrating. Um, but you know, anybody that knows me knows I go back to the drawing board. I get better and I just come back and, and, and do what I need to do. You do. You know, I don't call, I don't count myself out. I don't, um, I don't see this as a big, you know, deterring my, my career right now, but, uh, you know, it, definitely hurts me, but, uh, you know, it's just part of the game, so I just gotta get back. I mean, back you, to when and when back to, uh, fighting how I, how I used to fight. I mean, you do remember that you're a world champion, right? Like, not many people can ever say they were a world champion in anything. Uh, I'm not even a comedy champion of the Dime Bar on, on, on Tuesday nights, okay? <laughs> you, you were champion of the world. Uh, that's something that no one could ever take from you. You do know that, right? I should know better. I should definitely do better. And uh, 
But you do know that, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying, well, yeah, I want a world title, I'm done. I'm just saying that you've, uh, you've overcome so much to get to where you come from, and just don't let this all of a sudden take you back down. I mean, you're a guy, Daniel, you know, you were a national champion in high school, and then you got kicked out of school. You were, like, homeless at 15, you know. Then you, then, then, then you were in jail at 20, and then you went from all that to becoming a world champion. So, I mean, that's a lot bigger hurdle than being right number, from going from three to one. I mean, you know, so. I mean, that's true, that's true. You know, I've definitely had some hurdles in my life that, you know, blessed me to get to where I'm at now, you know, but, uh, you know, the goal is to keep going, you know, just like your comedy specials and all that stuff, you know, you get better. Right. You get better with time. And, uh, you know, I only expect myself to get better with time, even when I, you know, you know, fall from the top. Um, again, like I said, man, it's depressing sometimes. It's hard to think about. You know, even you know, I have overcame a lot. You know, there's so much more for me to overcome. You know, I, I still want to keep building on what I have. So, um, you know, I, I take it, you know, deep to my you know soul when I when I lose, and I have no explanation for it. You know what I mean? No. Like, had I known the reason why I lost, or Things like that, I can accept. You know, it's not that I can accept it, but I can take that pain a little bit more. But when there's no excuse or no no reason, no, you know, you have nothing to say for it. That's a little bit harder to take. So, what, why did you leave American Top Team and go to the Black Zillions, or what was the Black Zillions? Um, I, for me, I just needed something different. You know, I needed um, to follow a different path. I needed to get some different coaching, get some different training. Um, I didn't leave like completely American top team. I mean, I'm still good with a lot of the coaches. Uh, I just left the headquarters. Uh, I just didn't, and I don't know. It was nothing personal. It just needed a change from there. Um, and I'm still working with uh, Master Junior. Uh, um, you know, uh, top team for Lauderdale. Um, also. Um, you know, other coaches that I've talked to that I'm still cool with that have, you know, allowed me to, you know, maybe come by the gym or their gym, their uh, American Top Team affiliates. So, uh, for me, leaving the headquarters, like I said, I just needed a new change. And, uh, you know, from my last fight, it was really disappointing getting in there, actually being out for, you know, almost two years and then getting back in there and then performing the way I did. And, you know, that's the reason why I'm so frustrated with now because it's like, you know, I thought I was changing some of the things that I had changed, that I needed to change. And, you know, I still performed the way that I did. So, uh, it's still going back to the drawing book. Dude, we all have bad nights, man. Everyone has a bad night. Everyone has a bad night. Uh, you still with that girl? Yeah, for sure. Been more ready for, uh, man, it's been a while now. It's you, been a while. Oh, is it 10 like years 17 now? Years. 17 years. Like 17 years. But no ring. Uh, oh, no, definitely ring. Oh, you, oh, you guys are married. We're engaged. We just haven't tied the knot yet. We're still waiting on you know, a lot of things to, in our personal life, you know, uh, mainly taxes. <laughs> Shout out to the IRS. Fuck y'all. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, other than that, we're, we're gonna do it. So you're, so you're waiting for for the girl and 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 taxes. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know how taxes is and getting married and all that stuff. I just hey, got married. Still good. 
Yeah. So, yeah, other than that, you know, like I said, she's been a part of my life for, for a long, long time, so. So, all right, well, listen, man. I don't know what to say. Uh, I'm actually speechless. Right. I'm actually. Like, we just gotta get the shit together. I'm actually, I'm actually speechless for the first time in my life because. Now, on one hand, I think it's good that you're taking it this way. You know, if you were just like, fuck it, I don't care, then I'd be like, whatever. It's good that you're taking it serious. On the other hand, I don't want you to see go into some downward spiral funk where I, I'm like watching you, like, I don't know, with, uh, uh, what's his name? That, that, that crazy guy, that uh, felony, uh, joining, joining that guy's gang or something, you know? So. Uh, <laughs> nah, man, we ain't, we ain't got nothing that going on, but. We definitely want to get it together, though. You know what I mean? That's the most important part, especially with this career. Like, making sure I'm mentally tough, making sure I know what I'm doing. You know, uh, I don't want to go down the spiral where I'm just losing and stuff like that. Don't go out there. Stay up here. But, um, you know, it's important for me to, to, to figure it out. You know, it's important to me to support my family. It's important to me to, to represent my, my... Hold on. It's important to represent my, you know, my gyms and stuff like that. So... Yeah, I just gotta get it together. That's the only thing. How many? Uh, how many kids do you have? I only got one. I got one kid, but uh, a gang of nieces and nephews, and you know, that's family to me. So I, I'm not. I don't have a. Hold on, baby. Yeah, why don't y'all come on to the backyard? I don't really have a big, you know, blood family. So the family I got is I'm real close to. So how many kids? So how how old your daughter? My daughter's five, man. She's five, and uh, now, as you can see, I'm with the, the great nieces and, and the great you know nephews and whatnot. So wait, how many kids you do you know, support? Wait, so you're supporting everybody's kids? Just family. And, and yeah, wait, so you gotta support twelve kids? What's going on here? No, no. Say to you after a fight? He didn't say anything to me, actually. Um, you know, I didn't really get to see him after. What happened is my dislocated my elbow and then went back in. So after the fight, I kind of just wanted to get up out of there. And uh, so I never really seen him or got to speak to anybody. I just kind of got out of there. You know, obviously, they wasn't too happy, but, you know, it is what it is. It's part of this game. girlfriend at least give you a nice hummer afterwards and be like listen you're still the champ in my eyes or anything or yeah. I'm still waiting on it bro. <laughs> still waiting on it. She, called, she called me a loser too and left. Oh come on really? Yeah, right. 
That is some bullshit, man. What? There's no way. Come on. She's like, you're still my champ, Daniel, right? And then, like, gobble, gobble, gobble. She's like, fuck you. I'm out of here. <laughs> that sucks, man. Damn. Damn. It was, a, it was all bad Friday, man. No uh, love. Oh, man. Well, what the, uh, listen, man. Uh, it's okay. It's a, you, you win. Look, people have lost two fights in a row and come back and become a champion. For sure. And that's what I plan on doing. You know, I don't I don't see this as like a huge loss. You know, I still have a lot of fight in me. I have a lot to go. So, you know, uh, there's, there's possibilities. You know, I know there's, uh, I'll probably be two, three, four fights, you know, to get back to my title. But I'm there. You know, I'm all game for that. You know, everybody knows that I, I take the high road, the tougher road. Now, by the way, do you always skip leg day at the gym? I do. I always miss leg day. Fuck you. I'm just, I'm just saying. It does seem like, like, I, like I was like, damn, this dude's gotta listen. Uh, Dan, listen, you're, you're a champ. You're, you're a guy I look up to, man. Honestly. Appreciate it. Yeah, you, 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 you've overcome more than anybody I know. Yeah, you, you are, you are the, you are. If I, if I have a son. And he gives me a hard time. I'm like, this, look, you think you have it hard? This guy right here, his dad abandoned him at four. At four years old, you were on your own at four years old. You, you, were, you were going from, uh, I don't know, that, that's not true. Right? But no, but you actually, you had a tough time, dude. And, and, and you're going to look back one day and be like, I overcame so much shit. You went to jail for selling weed or something or some bullshit, right? Yeah, it's some bullshit. We'll leave it at that. Uh, and, and, and look, look what you've become, man. You're supporting yourself through fighting, and uh, and I, I got nothing but respect for you, man. Nothing but respect. And and, and victory and defeat. And yes, you know, you you win some, you lose some. And I, I know you're gonna come back. I have no doubt you're gonna come back. Because you wanna know why? Because you have nothing else going for you. So you know, what I mean, I have nothing else to. You know, this is it. This is my way to. to. I mean, maybe, life, maybe so. being a Whoopi Goldberg stand-in or something, but I'm, I'm just saying, dude, you, you got it. <laughs> you got it, bro. You got it, man. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Any, any, and uh, next time you're in L.A., look, look, look me up, man. Uh, next time I'm in Florida, I, I, when, 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 I, when I saw you and your girl in the front row, that made me happier than anything, dude. Hey, good stuff, man. It was a pleasure to see you and, and definitely hear you. And you soon, man. I'll be out there in L.A. soon, so, you know, I love the show. Funny guy, <laughs> to jokes and all. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Stay positive. For sure. All right, take care, buddy. Yeah. That was Daniel Strauss. Good guy right there. That, that dude, man. I mean, you talk about a guy uh, who, 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 there's a guy that if I was ever in like a fight and I had to choose my, my team, my, my, my team, he'd be on my, he'd, he'd be my number one choice. Here's a guy that I would love to coach because that guy, like you said, you know, some guys they, you know, they they, they lose once, they lose twice, they quit. I think there's no quitting them, no quit. Uh, and uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard to. Uh, it's it's hard. It's hard to lose two in a row when you're the world champion. But uh, Strauss, Strauss is a is a good dude. And uh, any advice also? I, I here's some advice for people who have podcasts. And people that want to be, uh, don't just congratulate the victors when they win, okay? Because there's always a loser in every fight, unless it's a draw. But, you know, reach out to the guys who actually, you know, 
Lost. It's like a loser's podcast. No, that's a, well, no, we have winners on the fucking podcast too. But a lot of guys, they just go after the guys who win. Oh, this guy win. Fuck that, man. People want the clicks. They want the people that are topical. But you know, it's nice to hear the the story of the. Uh, I think you know, so. Losing and coming back. And, and, and these guys appreciate it. Not to mention they appreciate it because when they yeah. win, they're gonna come back on your podcast. Well, yeah, yeah. guys, you know, guys that lose usually don't get phone. <laughs> you know, like, hey, you lost that fight. I'd love to, I'd love to bring it on, bring you on and talk about it. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. I like that you do that. Uh, yeah, because uh, honestly, because uh, a lot of guys are like, ah, oh, he lost. Ah, oh, he's not topical. I can't really bring him on the show. Well, a lot of guys don't want to come on the show when they lose too. Sure. But Daniel Strauss, what happened was I, I texted him and said, hey man, keep your head up. I'm always a fan in victory or defeat. And he said, yo, can I come on your show this week? I, I gotta get some shit off my chest. He wanted to come on the show. So, uh, and of course I'm gonna say, no, you're a loser. No, no, of course I'm gonna say, how uh, about win one more fight and we'll talk to <laughs> 1, you. 1,000% right you can come on this show. Anybody who loses one their fight, I, I, you know, that's the thing. It's, it's not about, uh, you know, to, to me it's about, it's about the sport. I treat, you know, there's always gonna be a winner and a loser, or there's gonna be a draw. And by the way, speaking of a guy who got a draw, we're gonna call Benil Dariush right now, uh, because he just had a draw. Uh, and I thought he won. I scored it for him. Uh, the couple, the people I was with, I don't want to drop any names. They, they, they thought it was the other way around, but very close. Uh, I, I actually, I actually said it was probably going to be going to draw. The the but, first uh, round was definitely a ten eight. Uh, I, I I have no doubt that was a ten eight. And then it goes draws that night. Yeah, yeah. Well, that guy Lando Calrissian, whatever the Banada, he's got to be kicking himself in the. I mean, because that dude, that fight was he had that fight in the first. He, yeah, he, he could have finished it if he, he would have well if he would have made a more well timed strike. Uh, he could have actually finished it because he he let him recover. He let him recover, and then and then recover. ah and then he gave him five minutes and a point. Yeah, he's gonna be, but at the same time, I you know he also probably uh, we've seen that a couple times recently. Guys have these brain farts. Eddie Alvarez had a brain fart against Dustin Poirier. Like well, uh, according to not according to Dustin Poirier, he kind of looked, looked at it like he knew what he was doing. But I think a lot of but times, that is a brain fart, even if you know what you're doing, because like you do it, and you're probably immediately regretful. Why? Why is Skype not uh, unavailable? Skype home. All right, so we're calling Benil Dariush. Then I think we may have to turn the mic around right now. Uh, hopefully, he picks up the phone. Uh, but yeah, I like Strauss. We're gonna talk about all the fights, about the Kevin Lee fight. We we'll talk about the Benny fight. We're gonna talk about the the Bellator fights that happened over the weekend. Uh, because by the way, I have been calling. I have been um, saying that Darion Caldwell was gonna be the champion. Uh, I've been so saying, been saying that for a while. For I've been saying that since. His first fight in Bellator. I kind of thought it when I, I remember when he won the national title. There he is. There's the handsome gentleman. There we go. We got it. Uh, how are you, buddy? You just eating the cookie tart down the stairs. I'm not gonna fit up that video. Uh, what's going on? Not much. Just got back. Uh, I'm just arriving back home, and then I came out to eat. Just headed back home now again. You look good, man. You don't even have a mark on you. A chandelier behind you? And you got a little bit of a mark, but uh <laughs> Yeah, where do you live? Like a, you live in an Iranian castle? What's going on? Uh, this is the restaurant. We just got uh, we oh. just got done. I was gonna say, do you live in Iran? I mean, what's, what, how are you? <laughs> I mean I did live there. Oh yeah, that's true. Popular. That's true. Nice. Uh, you, you, by the way, that was a great fight on Saturday. Uh, I thought you won. Uh, did you think you won? I thought I won also. Uh, I was 
little surprise, to be honest. Now, the first round was definitely a 10-8 round. Second round, I kind of gave to him, but I gave you the third. But I might have given you the second, too. I, I don't know. It was, it was, I mean, what rounds did you give to you? Yeah, I mean, I watched the fight, and I tried to watch it really close, and then I, I watched the numbers. As far as landing, in each round, I outlanded him. Second round, he, um, he had the takedown, and he held me against the cage. No damage was done, he just helped me there, but I guess he got the rounds for that, so he get, I, I, I'm not really sure what the judges saw. So as far as striking goes, as far as damage goes, I, I, I outlanded him in every round, but I guess that's not what they were looking for. Now, now, how much weight did you cut for this fight? Uh, about normal. I, I come down from 180. Cause you look like you could even make uh you could even make forty five if you wanted to. You got kind of a gut, no? No man, I don't think so. Really? I'm pretty, pretty uh, sucked up. I'm, I'm I'm as lean as I can get. I I just don't have that uh that you know the, the fighter's body. I I'm, I'm a little bit soft. I just look soft, but I'm telling you, man, I'm I'm as uh, as light as I can be. I was at not uh I think I was at like eleven percent body fat. Eleven percent? Isn't eight supposed to be the normal? I, I, but, but, but you do have that like you have that gorilla strength where you like I can just see that you, I, I almost like fighting you would be fighting with my dad. You have that like dad bod strength where I can just see you taking people and like throwing them over like you have like Donkey Kong strength. Like, yeah, man. Everybody's talking about like I look smaller, I look softer than they I'm like these guys are supposedly big, strong guys. They grab me and I don't feel much from them. With the exception of that double uh, double underhook takedown, where I kind of gave it to him, where I did the flying knee, I, I I felt perfectly fine with with his with the grappling, with the with everything. He tried to take me down a few times. I was able to shake off the double leg pretty easy, and he just he didn't really feel too physically strong, and he just felt like he was looking to stick and move, stick and move, you know, gather his points, and then in the last. 30 seconds of the last round, he's like, uh, let's go, let's go. I'm like, dude, we've had 14 and a half minutes. I'm winning the fight. Why am I going to go now yeah, yeah. and try to, try to give you this uh, this fight? So I, I, I don't know. Well, I thought you did great, man. And I, ha I, have, I had money on you, too. Uh, just so you know. Uh, I'm sorry. I hope you didn't lose it. I hope you just get your money. No, no. I, I, I lost money on Kevin Lee, so it's okay. Um, but but uh, I don't I mean... Your fights are awesome. Every one of your fights, I'm like, uh, it's always an exciting fight. You're never not in an exciting fight. Yeah, I've come to realize that. Uh, I, the fights are always exciting, and uh, thank God I don't take too much damage so I can do it again. I, I plan on getting out there pretty quick. Yeah, good, good, good. I mean, yeah, I, now, I got to talk to you about something. Last time I talked to you off camera, I'm like, what have you been up to? You're like, oh, I'm going to third world countries, and I'm building houses. I'm like, you are the nicest human being I've ever met in my entire life. In your free time, you, you build houses? Well, no, no, no. It's, it, we were doing like a medical clinic in Haiti. We we're, were just trying to help out. I, I, I usually go to Haiti once a year with, uh, with the church, but uh, that, uh, that, that's kind of something I would like to do after I retire from fighting. It's, it's uh, mission work. That would definitely be ideal thing for me. But most 28-year-old guys are like out getting laid, they're out doing drugs, like you're out building churches and fighting. <laughs> I, I mean, how does, how do people become like you? Well, I, I think it's the gospel, man. I, I, I read the gospel, I, I believe the 
gospel, and uh, I think if you just take the time to put the, just look it over, do the research for yourself, you, you, it'll change you. And I think that's pretty much it. I have, it's not so much me. I just, I, I just figure out the truth a little earlier. No, it's you, dude. But uh, I, don't, I know the gospel is telling you to be humble, but most guys I know are not in their free time going to Haiti to build churches, I mean, to, build, to build the homes for people. Yeah, there's a lot of cool people over there, man. It'd be, it's nice to go there. It's nice to hang out. No, it's really, really nice. Uh, now, last time I met, uh, we, you came to the podcast, you have a hot Asian girl with you. Uh, are you still dating her? Yes, I'm still with Victoria. We are still together. I'm working on the on this uh, engagement slash marriage. By the way, congratulations on your marriage. Oh, insane. oh thanks. I appreciate it. I, I, I wanted to marry Victoria, uh, but, she, but she was taken. Um, so now, now what, what do you mean you're, what do you mean you're working on it? Like how, how hard is it to, how do you become a black belt in two years, but you can't get an engagement going? Right. You try pleasing her mother and then we'll talk. Her, uh, her really? mother is, uh, it's a bit strict and, uh, she demands some things. Uh, she wants Victoria to finish school, things like that. So we are, uh, we're, we're, we're going the patient route and we're waiting to, to get, you know, honor the parents, basically. We're, we're taking the right steps. Is she Filipina? She is Vietnamese. Vietnamese. Oh, come on. You're, you're a guy who builds churches and houses and fights for a living. What does she want from you? Come on. I, uh, <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> do, you want, do you want me to talk to her? If you want, uh, me, me, me and Andrew. I would love to have the conversation, you know. Now, was she upset with your draw? Was she like, why couldn't you win? Uh, she... <laughs> she doesn't watch my fights. She she uh, she thinks it's too violent. So oh. I'll have to go sit down and talk to her and see what she thinks. By the way, <laughs> by the way, his girl is like, trains with him. It was his training partner. She went to the gym. She was wearing yoga pants, yeah, right? Yeah. Everybody was checking her out. And then, of course, this guy comes in. We're like, oh, great, of course. We just thought this hot Asian girl walked in. And then Benny's like, hey, I'm here. I'm like, oh, forget it. It's I, like, love, I love some yoga yeah. pants. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, appreciate it. I'll let her know you said that. Uh, no, no, no problem. No problem. So, uh, so what, do you, what do you rank now? That's a good question. I, I don't even know what the ratings uh, like how they work. I think Alequinta is ahead of me. I don't. I don't remember the last time he fought. Uh, fought Diego Sanchez. Yeah, is ahead of me. Michael Johnson, who's like one in four or something, is ahead of me. So I think I'm like in the top fifteen instead of the top ten. So you need you need you need a better gimmick. See, I think people. What you should do is maybe come out with a Bible and like a priest or something, and then and then and then, and then, and then yeah, like. Like, you know, they keep telling me I just gotta talk more smack, and it's just, it's, it's, I feel like it would be so fake, people would know, if I could come out there and start calling this guy out, or they saying this about that guy, or, you know, things like, crazy things like that, people would be like, oh man, this guy is so fake. No, to go the opposite way, like, like, like Tim Tebow. Like when he used to get tackled, he would be like, "Jesus loves you," or he uh, he, he would, and, and and people got so angry at him because of that. I swear he would do that. So that's what you should do. I like you should go down to top ten and just start saying prayers for each person, and then people go, like, "What the hell kind of smack talk is this?" You don't think? Uh, well, uh, I don't know if that'll work. Every time I get punched, I'll be like, "Jesus loves you." I mean, it might it might, it might work. It might, Jesus loves you. Uh, I don't know how many punches I can take. It's one thing to 
Jesus Lord. Over again. It's another thing. Get punched in the face over and over again. I, I think that would be honestly come out with holy water. Uh, you know, like to start throwing just, it at people. Sprinkle, sprinkle the holy water. <laughs> bless them as many times as I can. Yeah. Uh, what is it? The rosary. That, you know. That could be uh, that could be your gimmick. Do you need a gimmick? Yeah, yeah come come, come out to a gospel thing. song. You know. Yeah. Nobody can about that guy anymore. Uh, now how now you watch the Kevin Lee Ferguson fight? I watched a little bit of it. He was doing really well in the first round. The second round started getting more even, and then he slowed down in the third. I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Now, what do you think of him fighting with staph infection? It just seems like a a bad idea. People can die from staph infection. Why would you let a guy fight with staph infection, right? I think he wanted to fight. I mean, that's a big opportunity because uh, he might not get another opportunity like that. He's ranked number seven. He's not ranked number one. He's not the number one contender. You know what I mean? But I mean, so, do you think they should have let him fight with staph infection? I mean, what if he, what if now he gave Ferguson staph infection, and now Ferguson's got it? Well, I would have to wonder if they spoke to Ferguson about it, and then and, and the, they kind of got that cleared up. Because, like you said, it, it could cause a lot of problems. So it just depends. Uh, if they kind of got, got the paperwork done ahead of time, then they're okay, you know. But if not, I, I totally agree. It would be an issue. I don't want to know if it affected his energy or, or, or not, because sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Because the way the staff works, when you start taking the medication, in the few early days, the medication totally drains you. But the, later on, you can keep taking the medication, your body's gotten used to it, you're perfectly fine. So I, I wonder at what stage he was when he took the when he went inside that octagon with the medication. And then, and then another thing is his weight cut. Having staff during the weight cut, your body is just weak, so uh, man, it, it sucks for him. But I gotta, I gotta say, I respect that he was able to just get out there. With that. I remember when I wrestled in my senior year, I was twenty three and zero going to nationals, and I got impetigo everywhere, and and I couldn't sweat because if you sweat, it spreads. I don't know if it's the same, but I'm like, if that's the same with staph infection. It's gross. Uh, no, it's not the same. Okay. It's not, it's, with staph, it's uh, it's uh, it's isolated. But what happens is internally, it'll start moving towards your heart. And if it does reach your heart, what happens is then you have to get it. You have to get blood uh, blood transfusion. You have to do IVs and things like that. But it, it'll start moving towards the heart. That's the tricky part. Wow. Yeah, it was right there too. It was right above his heart. It wasn't. It was like. Yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. So they must have got to it right away. It, it, it looked it looked superficial. It didn't look like uh, it, it didn't have too much redness around it. Uh, it just it, it looked like it was bulging out. And I'm sure they got to it quickly, and they they uh, they put as much antibiotics as they could in them, which probably gassed them out, which made the weight cut really hard because antibiotics just make life harder. So I'm sure when you're cutting weight. It's gonna be a headache, and he's a big—he's a big guy. He's talking about moving down to uh, moving up to one seventy. They should have a sixty-five weight class. I mean, why they should have 55, 65, 75, 85, 95, and then whatever. But it, it makes there are so many guys like in that Colby Covington, Kevin Lee area that I think would do great in sixty-five. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the, the only thing I worry about is uh, if it gets too. Uh, too diluted, too many belts out there, because that—that's the other thing they might be worried about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because 
Uh, Hoffa is another good example. Hoffa uh, was fighting at one set, uh, 155, and he just moved up to 170, and he says, you know, he doesn't feel there's too much of a strength difference. They're, they're taller, but that's about it. But he, he, he says he feels perfectly fine. So so maybe instead of having the 165, these guys should start looking to go to 170. But well, 1FC yeah. just forced everyone to yes. go up a weight class. Oh, really? Yeah, so they made the 55-pound champion 70, 70, 85. Like, 1FC did that? Yeah, one, but Askren's the middleweight champion. Uh, yeah. and, uh, Aoki's the welterweight welter and so forth. Wow. They made everyone move up one weight class. Now, do you shave your chest or not? Do I shave my chest? I do not. Uh -oh. I should have more hair as a Middle Eastern guy, but it's not working. By the way, you are um, a Syrian. And I have a couple of comedian friends who are Assyrian, and you're their hero. By the way, I hope you don't, you don't realize you're. I don't get it, man. Uh, our Assyrian community, we got some like smart guys in, in the Assyrian community. We got like good lawyers, we got doctors, we got all these guys, and then there's me who goes out there and gets hit in the face, and and all of a sudden I'm 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 the hero. I I, I don't get it, but I'm I'm I'm. You're okay, you're a smart guy. Look, when you're when you're a kid, the, the strong, the toughest kid in school is the most popular. Uh, at least at least in third grade. Okay. That's, I guess that's true for a little bit. That's but, uh, like you said. That was third grade. But that's usually when men stop maturing is in third grade. Uh, so, so I mean, the fact is, you do what you love for a living, and you're a nice guy too. You're not one of these guys like. Well, you know what's sad about you, Benny? Everyone who knows you loves you, by the way. The Jake Ellenbergers, and I'm talking about, I, I knew about you before I even talked to you. Everyone was talking about how great of a guy you were. Uh, but then there are guys like that guy from Florida who knocked out Ellenberger. What's that kid's name? Uh, there's a guy like that guy, right, who, you know, uh, numerous arrests or arrested, I don't know, arrested at least once, I know, who, who knocked out Ellenberger, he's laying on the ground unconscious, this guy's breakdancing, you know, this guy's saying all this shit, and he's a guy that people are drawn to, and I'm like, no, no, here's a guy who's going to Haiti and building fucking houses. Like, this is a guy you should be drawn yeah, to. He's a heel, though. He's, yeah, a, he's a bad guy. Yeah, what's been training with, with, with uh, Perry? I think he's like, I don't even know if he's, he's ranked, but they're trying to give him a top 10 guy already. And I, I, he just lost to Jabon like a couple of fights ago. And it's, yeah, I, I get frustrated sometimes. Yeah. This guy, man, he's, I don't know, I think maybe it was because of the jig. I love Jake so much, and uh, he beat Jake. Maybe that's why he frustrates me, but whatever. It wasn't the way, it wasn't that he beat Jake, because Jake can lose, okay, Jake loses. It's when a guy's knocked out unconscious, you then break dance, and you say, yeah, I'm going to retire more of these motherfuckers, or whatever. That's your, and it's like, bro, like, this is a sport. This is a sport, and, and there is a, a certain respect factor in the martial art whether it's wrestling, boxing, jiu-jitsu, like, you've had to have been taught that. If I'm coaching a kid wrestling, and he, and, he, and some other kid gets choked out or knocked out, he's not breakdancing and celebrating. He's, I'm saying, take a knee or whatever, relax, make sure he's okay, shake his hand. It's, it's disrespectful. Totally disrespectful. Yeah, I, I totally agree. He just, uh, it, it takes time. But you know, but then, then the other hand is we need people like that because you have to have the yin and the yang. If everybody was building churches and stuff in Haiti, yeah. it, it would it wouldn't be fun. You want to see the church guy like that guy? I, I watch I, I watch fighting for, uh, because I like to see the skill. So some people watch it to see the animosity. So it just depends on what you're watching it for. A, a majority of the people are watching it now for the animosity, not for the skill set. So 
No, and that, that sucks. But I'll always, to me, I'll always root for the GSP, the Frankie Edgar, the Benil Dariush, uh, the, the, the Uriah Faber. Like, those are the guys that I always like because that's the kind of person that I would like to be in my life. And uh, before I look, I look up to the, uh, you know, the, the other guys out there, you know, the, 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 the kind of the punks, whatever, and the this and that. I'm, 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 I'm the greatest. And I don't know. I just think that I always look up to the, those guys. And I think, I don't know if it's an American thing, because like, like GSP is a perfect example of a guy who's always uh, in character as a good person and a great athlete. And you can't get bigger than him in Canada. I mean, you can't get bigger than him. But if you, but in America, would they get behind him? You think? Uh, I think fans would behind him a bit. He he held the belt for so long, but. But even like Bisbing, but Bisbing, it's like you know, he it's a, it's like an act. Uh, you know, Bisbing, at least to me, I mean, maybe what maybe the Rock Hole was a bit disrespectful after that. We're like 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 you don't know where you are, but I don't know. And then again, these guys are fighting in a cage for a living, and you can't respect everybody to be you know. Joe sportsmanship, so I don't know. I, I have too many opinions and too many conflicting thoughts, and I'm fucking tired. So. Uh, look, here's the thing. Sometimes I feel like we, uh, we expect because I'm the same way. I, I want my uh, the guys I look up to. I want them to be perfect. I, Frankie Edgar is, is is one of my heroes because I, I think he's amazing. But at the end of the day, you gotta remember, we're just fighters. Yeah. We, <laughs> we're, <laughs> Well, Benny, you're a role model, and, if, and that Vietnamese mother is crazy to not accept you as her son. Uh, well, but that, what, what the hell does she want? I mean, who, what, what, how is, who's she gonna get better? Is she gonna get Chuck Norris? I mean, who, I mean, who's gonna do better than you? It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, we'd love to have you in the studio. If you ever have any free time, we're here on, like, Wilshire Boulevard. We'd love to have you in the studio. Maybe, maybe let's try uh, in the coming weeks. All right, well, thank you, Benny, and uh, enjoy your uh, time off. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Take, Take care. care. Uh, I just been able to Yeah, is he, what, do you, what do you think of Benny? Great friend. Great fight, great good guy, right? He had a, I forgot who he had his debut against. Was it, was it Michael Johnson? He had his debut against someone really good. He really impressed me. And I was like, this guy could be a champion one day. I remember Jake telling him that like, he like submitted Jake or something in practice. And and like Ellenberger back at Rain, like you, it's all you heard was that. I remember Mayhem Miller, back when Mayhem was, before Mayhem had the breakdown. Yep. You know, when Mayhem was like, you know, submitting Sakuraba in Pride. Knocking out uh, Robbie Lawler. A little after that. But I remember him, I remember bringing up the name Jake Ellenberger to Mayhem and him saying, oh, that's one guy I would never want to fight. And he goes, Jake Ellenberger, oh, that's a guy I would never want to fight. And then Jake, remember telling me, telling me that this kid, like, out of nowhere, was running shit over it. Like, who is this kid? Mm -hmm. And then he said he got, he got his black belt in like two years. He came over to this country, didn't speak English. He got teased, he got picked on. He, he had no athletic ability, never wrestled before, never did jiu-jitsu, and, and uh, in like three years got his black belt. He's just very, very clean fighter, very, very technical, uh, aggressive. It's funny because there's a guy you see at a bar and you're probably like, who's this nerd? Not me, but the average jabroni. Yeah, and the, the, uh, but the kids that I grew up with in Long Island uh, at Sprax in Long Beach. Uh, look at this 
they with the guys with the with the tribal band tattoos and the, the roid heads would look at. You never got one of those. Oh come on! But they would look at his Asian or his Vietnamese girlfriend and be like, "Oh, she's hot." And they, they she's with this guy. She's with this guy. Next thing I you know, they're getting this shit beaten out of him uh, because this dude. I mean, he he just. By the way, Brian Caraway just texted me. So we're gonna have Caraway on right now. We have a lot of interviews today. But uh, I think it's a good show so far. It's gonna be an all interview show. No, no, it's not. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk. An all interview. Come show. on. That, all right. Can, can uh, so, Caraway? Can you Facetime? Uh, can you Skype or Facetime? I think Caraway has a fight. There's a guy who. What is going on with his career? Because, uh, and I'm not saying that to be disrespectful at all. Um, because I like Brian Caraway a lot. I just think there's a guy who his last fight was a victory over Aljamain Sterling. Yep. And uh, you see how good Aljamain's doing. By the way, Aljamain well, basically... Be, I don't know. Maybe they'd be the hand round. And he also called out the entire Greg Jacksons over the weekend. He, he called Oh, him, yeah. I saw, him, I saw him blowing up on Twitter. He called him Craig Jackson. And then he says that, that they never produced a guy from scratch. And then someone, uh, Jackson MMA, liked uh, a Twitter post where someone called Aljamain an N-word. Really? And yeah, that, that's... That, that, that's just stupid. Yeah. That, that's 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 stupid. That's, yeah, there's a couple ways to look into that. I'm like, uh, maybe some people will like a post to let people know that they saw it, rather than they actually like it. You know, like well, so, 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 I, when people talk shit about me or something, I, I'll usually like the post. So there's a, there's a couple different ways. Like, maybe it's not sometimes you read the first half of a post, you just like it, and don't read the yeah, second. Yeah, I remember half. it was happening during the like right towards the end of the fight card, right when the, right when the fights were ending. This was like kind of trending on Twitter. Uh, uh, well, he was showing me. Well, you don't even know who's running that account. No, and, not a clue. And and it could be uh, it could be a my person running the account, or it doesn't exactly. You know, and like it doesn't. showing it, like liking it just to show like, hey, I saw this, and it turned into this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, you don't know who's running the account. That's the problem when you have a person running the account of a gym. Sure. I remember that like eight. You're representing the whole. Yeah, you think it's Mike Winklejohn. It's probably not Mike Winklejohn. Uh, probably not. Uh, but at the same time, if you if you have that responsibility, you need to make sure that you're not. You yeah. Know, you see how stuff going on with the NFL? Like you know, you can. It's crazy. People will stop supporting Jackson MMA. It, it, yeah, I well, I know people get very sensitive. I know Greg Jackson. I know Mike Winklejohn. I don't know them like know them, know them, but yeah. I've met them, and I, I I can say from meeting them that they probably. Do not strike me in the least as racist. No, they're, they're they're great guys. I did a private with uh, Greg Jackson a few years back. Really? Yeah. It's amazing that guy because like he's the he's the guy that everyone goes to as the example of somebody who's never had a fight who's a great fight coach. Yeah. A lot, uh, a lot of them are uh, aren't that special. Like look at Matt Hume's record. He didn't have a lot of fights. He beat some great people. He didn't dive into the sport forever or. Uh, uh, John uh, Donaher. Oh yeah. Those are guys that don't really compete, but people put them at the highest echelon of. Oh yeah, and then there are guys coaching. that are, and there are guys that uh, are great fighters, but they just terrible coach. coaches. Yeah. Because they get frustrated or. Yeah, but they could have just have natural ability that they realize. Oh shit, I, I, just, I just can't coach. I think Magic Johnson lasted three days as the coach of the Lakers or something. I see that? Yeah. Uh, but athletic ability does not translate to coaching. To all you guys who think you can coach, fantasy football is back, uh, which means FanDuel is back. Fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests starting every week. No busted seasons. Uh, you can get something for everyone. Lots of contests to choose from starting at just a dollar. Pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. 
I do it every week. I, I win money every week because uh, I love doing it. I love football and I love playing fantasy football. And over two and a half million players have won a cash prize playing fantasy sports on FanDuel. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com. Join the Join Now button and use my code, MMA Roasted. Uh, new users get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over $1 million in cash prizes when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com, set up a promo code MMA Roasted. That's FanDuel.com, promo code MMA Roasted. Void where prohibited. So uh, I think we're going to call Caraway right now. Um, if not, we're just going to talk about uh, fights and stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah, there were some great fights this weekend. We haven't even... Uh... Well, let's yeah, talk about. Not even talked about. Well, we'll talk, I'll talk about Darian Caldwell for a second because I there were three guys that I could honestly say I picked them as being world champions. Well, the first time I saw them, one of them was Daniel Cormier. Obviously, that was not the you know the, the hardest thing to pick. Although I do remember me talking to Dana White on a when I was at Fox Sports and saying if Dan Cormier beats this guy and John Jones beat this guy and doing a whole thing. Will Jones fight Cormier? And everyone's like, you're crazy. That will never happen. Blah, blah, blah. It's exactly what happened. And now Cormier is a champion. The other person that I said, the first time I ever saw him fight was Chris Weidman. And I think that was when he got a victory over, I think it was uh, the guy who got banned for steroids and that was pro wrestling um, uh, out of uh, Extreme Couture. He, he's a, the guy who always had the funny intros, the funny... Uh, he he did that. He was dressed up as like Don Fry or Dan Severn. Oh yeah, yeah, Tom Lawler. Tom Lawler. When he beat Tom Lawler in, in less than like a minute and a half, in like a standing guillotine, I believe it was. I know Chris. Yeah, I know Chris was gonna be a champion when we were like in high school. There was a guy that I was like, <laughs> and when he transitioned to MMA, I was like, people beware, because he had a good, he had a, a very successful college career. But I used to wrestle with Chris, and I just see the way he could control guys' wrist and his riding. I'm like, this could really translate to mixed martial arts. What's, what's like, crazy about striking him, was like the only questionable thing, but he picked it up pretty fast. What's crazy about Chris Wyman was that he said he didn't even try that hard in college, and he was a four-time All-American. He didn't. And, he didn't. And which is nuts because I wrestled D three for a semester, yeah. and you, I had to. I think if I would have stuck with it. Because I lost to the kid ranked eighth in the country, mm -hmm. my, my like fifth match in double overtime as a freshman, as a true freshman, not even a red shirt. And I think if I would have stuck with it, by the time I was a senior, I could have been an All-American D3. I think that probably, maybe I could have been a national champion D3, maybe, probably, but maybe, maybe I could have been top four. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe number one if I would have dedicated my life to it. Yeah. And that's D3. D1, and not try that hard? I don't think people realize how hard that is. That's next level. Yeah. I mean, that's beyond next level. I mean, Todd Beckerman. He's uh, so, so strong. I wrestled Todd Beckerman at wrestling camp. At, I think it was Ken Chertel's wrestling camp, West Virginia. I went to Ken Chertel's, but in Pennsylvania, I did 30 days at, at Ken oh. Chertel's. I remember Ken Chertel, uh, Todd Beckerman, they said all state champions stand up. I was a main state champion as a freshman or something. I stood up. They go, these are the guys you want to beat up the whole camp. And I got the shit beaten out of me by like every kid in the camp. Uh, as a freshman, probably the best thing that ever happened to me at the time. I was crying every fucking night. But uh, Todd Beckerman, when I, and Todd Beckerman tooled the shit out of me. And he was a four-time national champion. Prep school, still four-time national champion. He went on, I think he was an All-American once or twice in college, maybe. And we're talking about a guy who was the most, I, I mean, he was beyond dominant. So for Chris Weidman to be a four-time All-American and not try that hard is insane to me. 
Yeah, it was two-time JUCO, but yeah, still four-time. To me, that's like it's impressive, beyond impressive. We we we, we did a I wrestled at Nassau Community College with him for one year. Yeah, we won a national title the year I was with him. So, uh, so that's we, what I'm we like. definitely slacked off a bit, but you know when they when the whistle blows. He did not slack off. He doesn't like losing. So Darion Caldwell was a guy that I remember when, it, when I watched his final match uh, in the Nationals against Brett Metcalf and saw what this kid was capable of. And then saw those first couple of MMA fights. So, okay, this guy's tall, athletic, yeah. awkward, It's one of my quick. favorite matches in, uh, in NCAA history. Me too. Gifted. And I go, if he puts it all together. And I think that the loss to... Um, I think the loss to... Uh, the one loss he had to, to Joe... Uh, that's yeah. I, 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 uh, I, oh, so, okay. So Caraway can't do it right now. So I think the loss he had to, to Joe, the kid from Guam, uh, he, he, he lost oh, yeah. the one fight he lost was the best thing that happened for him. Because when you lose because you're tired and you're winning and you kind of blow a lead, to me, it's a lot worse to get dominated. Yeah. It, it's, it's also humbling. It's humbling, but also shows you that you're human and that you, this, in this sport, you can't, you can't get away with shit that you can get away with when you're in wrestling or whatever. I, I, I tried it a lot of my MMA career. I would just get phone calls and take fights and, you know, you end up losing a decision. I'm like, you got to prepare. So, yeah, so I think that was the best thing that happened for him. And, uh, and you know, he, he beat Eduardo Dantes and he beat him pretty handily. I thought he won maybe four rounds to one. You can, you can say 5-0. So uh, hats off to him. Um, that, was a, that, was, that was a good fight. And I'm happy, I'm happy for him. Also happy for Pat Curran because I heard an interview with Pat Curran talk about how he couldn't afford. Yeah, I screenshot it. I was watching it in my car. I was screen. I was watching the the Bellator fight in my car, and I screenshot it. It screenshot like my Apple. Oh, of course, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, it was very impressive. It was kind of hard to watch a five round title fight while driving, but uh, I made it work. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, you don't want to get in an accident. Uh, but 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 Pat Curran also the guy who. Um, you know, he talked about how he has to take a full-time job because he can't afford fight camp. And uh, there's a guy who, I think Pat Curran in the UFC would beat, I would say, 85% of the guys in his weight division, if not. He'd jump right in the top 10. Easily. Yeah. I don't know, on any given day, he probably could beat the champ. Uh, you know, he's a guy that I wouldn't count out. I, mean, I do he, think the younger Pat Curran... Uh, could have been a champion. I thought there was a time where when he ran through Joe Warren. Well, yeah, when he was when he was really dangerous. He was wild. He was very wild, and I'm like, the right the, the right synergy of punches. This guy could become the UFC champion, and that was the time when UFC was bringing over a lot of champions from other promotions and you know throwing them right into more contender fights. I was like, this guy is. If there's any guy that's gonna get scooped up, I thought I thought it was gonna be him. This maybe three years ago. But there's a guy right now who you know it's kind of a shame that he has to take a full time job. To, because there's a guy who was just an underappreciated fighter. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a there's a there's a lot of those guys out there. I mean, Jeremy Stevens, like a guys in that area where you're like, man, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, right. <laughs> there's a lot of guys out there that like those are the guys that I kind of root for because I, I kind of consider myself in, in some ways that kind of a comedian uh, yeah, where the underdog. Well, yeah, where like in the, with the right special with the right time I can have a and, but sort of. I don't know. I, I have a lot of respect for those kind of guys because I do feel like... Like the Joe Soto. I thought Joe Soto was going to have the one he fought... Uh, um, TJ? TJ. He looked great against TJ. And then Burchett knocked him out in one round. I know. He was... And then Burchett's had a tough time. He's 0-2 over in, uh, in Ryzen. Uh, first of all, 
The Kawajiri he fought in Ryzen, though, was not the same Kawajiri that was in the UFC. I don't think they're testing at all. In fact, I think they're actually giving you juice to take over in Ryzen. Well, they should. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to for those fights this weekend. Yeah, this, but by the way, this week, our, our girl is, is fighting, uh, yeah, yes, the open mouth doubles. Uh, she's, by the way, everyone's just been asking about her. Um, she's scrappy. I, I, I like her. I like her. She's and cool. I'm talking about Alyssa Garcia, of course. Yep. And people are like, what happened to Alyssa? She's been training. She hasn't been on the show because she's been training. It has nothing to do with her. Well, if she, she wins this fight, or if she loses, because we, we, we bring people... She, she's going to win. She's got Josh Barnett in her corner. No, and the girl she's fighting, uh, I've watched some tape on the girl. She fought girls that did not have good records. She's got a very padded record. I'll tell you, though, she is the horniest hot chick I've ever seen in my life. Nice. Like, literally, I took a picture of me and uh, Kevin Lee, and it was uh, Colby and Dean Thomas, and she writes, man, I wish I was on that podcast. Hashtag open mouth doubles. Like she said to Sarah McMahon, she wanted to shoot an open mouth double on her. I never heard of an open mouth double. Uh, I, first of all, I, I always kind of, I guess you're going in the center and that, that kind of a GSP blast double. But the <laughs> fact that she's saying that to five men, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And you know, why wasn't I single when this shit was going on? Um, but a girl like that, I, I would have fucking fucked it up because a girl like that, you can't control. You have to almost play hard to get so that she falls for you. And it's only a, I, I think there's only a matter of time before you kind of fall for her. Again, a girl like yeah. that, and, and she's gonna whip you around. You're she, she's young, she's wild. You're not gonna be able to tame that chick. She's she's that wild cat. I, would, I that, wouldn't even try. Yeah, you have to kind of just. She just comes over when she wants to have sex. You just gotta let her let her be wild. Let yeah. Her, let the. But that would but it would bother me to see her with other guys. For if I was fucking her, it probably bother you now to see her like this. No, because I'm married. Oh, I'm, I'm happily married, and I I, I have my own open mouth double chick that's fucking. Uh, Complete. Dude, my, my chick is my own open mouth double chick. Dude, my, I came home last night, nine hour drive, and my girl wanted to have sex. I'm like, dude, I, I, I fucking took a nine hour. I mean, like, it's I, I'm gonna. I mean, hours. fine, but like, it wasn't even fine. I was like, I, I cuddle with the dog, and I'm like, and she's ready to have sex. I, I'm just Jesus. I may have to start taking TRT just to keep up with my fucking wife. HCH and TRT. Uh, you want TRT at all? No, no, I, I don't take any supplements. I take speed weed. That's it. <laughs> I, I hear you. Uh, That's it. So I'll tell you, hold off. John Moraga, there's a guy, I'm happy for him because this is a good dude that uh, I think has had some bad luck in his career. And they keep giving him these. He's staying in the UFC. He's like, he's had this career. They, they haven't been able to cut him. He's like, going to knocking out undefeated monsters. He's, had, he's not won every one of his fights. No, but the last two he won against. Yeah. He's sort of like with, like with Leslie Smith, where they kind of throw her these undefeated girls. Hoping, I think they can make a name for the other girl, and it's the wrong person to put up against. Because well, Moroga. Yeah, yeah, either the undefeated guy wins or the other guy, like, you can ride off that undefeated. That's kind of what he's doing. Yeah, good, good for Moroga. Uh, and then Bobby Green, I'm happy for him because there's a guy, I remember when uh, we, had, we had the show last week, Vince, both Vince Fischel and um, the other guy that was on, Terry on Ware, said that Bobby Green in the gym is a monster. They say in the gym he fucks everybody up. In the ring he's a monster too. Who? In the ring he's a monster too. Not always. I mean, I I, I was there when Poirier. Did you see him when he fought Dan Lozon back in the day? I did, but I also saw him when Poirier just blast him out like quickly. Uh, Plus two monsters against each other. Yeah. But it was another someone else though that Green also had a tough time with. I I've seen Green struggle as of late. Um, yeah, certain styles uh, don't don't really work for what he does. He. I think he likes like like this weekend was not not probably not the best style for him. But I, I think also it, it turned into an amazing fight. Like 
And I was like, this is gonna be fight of the night before. And I'm like, this is, this has fight of the night written. More because Lando Venata yeah. uh, throws crazy strikes and Bobby Green's incredibly tough. But I think there are guys like Uriah Hall and Bobby Green where they get in their own heads and it's almost like when they get past that first round, then they all of a sudden start fighting. Where they're like, you know what? I can win this fight. You know, uh, if, they, if, if you can't get them out in the first round, you're in for a war. Yep. Uriah Hall seems to be one of those guys. Yep. I mean, you look at what he did against Musasi, where Musasi couldn't get him out the first time in the first round, and yeah. then he came back he's with a flying knee for hell. That was a... But, you know, that first time, then he got beat up by Musasi the second time. But I, uh, it's got to be so frustrating to coach those guys because you realize how good they are. Yeah. But so, speaking of Musasi, we've got, we've got a big fight next weekend. That guy that he's fighting, uh, which uh, he's not Shevchenko. Uh, the guy, that, the guy that Tito. Shomenko. Shomenko. Yeah. I thought he was gonna run through Tito. Too small for Tito. I didn't realize but that. But he he's, he's, he's got a crazy record at one eighty five, and you go and fight this guy that cuts down from like maybe two thirty. Well, people were picking him over Tito. I picked him over Tito, but I was also like, Tito's so big. If he takes this guy down. Like the, the way the guy fights, T- Tito's a little, kind of a lay and pray type of guy. He's also a guy that gets in his head. Yeah. You know, Tito gets it. I mean, that, everyone gets in their head. Uh, it's almost like, it's hard, to, it's hard to coach that. I don't know if... I, I guess Mark Schwartz will fucked up Tito, though, because they give him Ken Shamrock four times, whatever it is. Like you, LaBelle. You, you, but then they gave him, like... You give him all these clown fights. It's like, you give him, like, these nostalgic throwback fights. You mean now, but... Even when he was fighting Ken, it's, it's, he's been doing these like uh, like kind of circus fights four times. He's been doing these circus fights forever. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, Tito's a guy. He's that, a porn star. Like, he, he's definitely someone that purposely. He's a Trump supporter. Get his head. Well, I remember he 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 actually won like the at the MMA awards last year. He won like Fighter of the Century or something. You know, the the, the big award, right? And he comes out there. He makes this nice speech, and everyone's like behind them. I came from nothing. And in the last 10 seconds, he goes, and my hero is Donald Trump. And, and everybody gets angry at him. It's like, he couldn't, and everybody, he just saw the whole crowd turn from That's like. That's his fault, because they probably got in his head more after that. Like, just say the right thing and shut the fuck up. What Tito is that he blocked me on one account, and they roasted, but then followed my other account. And then he responds to my other account. Forrest Griffin did that also. Me and Forrest are friends. I don't think he knows he blocked me, because he told everyone to come see me in, uh, in, in Kingston. But it's funny, these guys, but Tito, uh, I remember looking at Tito when it was John Jones Cormier, I was sitting behind him, and he always looks at me like, like he, like he can't understand whether he hates me or likes me. I had his, his, his wife, his new girlfriend on my podcast, which was another thing. It was, uh, Who's his new girlfriend? Uh, she was the ring girl. Um, oh, Amber, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And it was funny, because she used to date John Wood. And she talked all this shit about John Wood on the podcast. And then John Wood hit me up. He's like, I got it on the podcast. And then John Wood started dating Jenna Jameson. And so they they, 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 they swapped. So Tito dated Amber. People Wood dated... People not respect their own penis? Wood dated Jenna. What the hell is going on? And then Wood also dated Colleen Schneider, who dated Josh Barnett. And they all come to my comedy show, unbeknownst to me. Like, I don't know that Colleen... So now it's like Josh Barnett and Colleen when they were together. And then it's... Uh, John Wood and all the syndicate guys. So it's Kiesa, 
and two, two other guys, and I'm on stage going, guys, give it up for all the fighter, and I'm pointing everybody out. Like Wood tells me he thinks that Barnett's gonna fucking tackle him. He doesn't know if there's gonna be a fight. Yeah, it's just it was fucking. It, you know, the MMA community is a very small community when it comes to, it comes to dating. It's even smaller. Yeah, well, you don't. You guys maybe at home don't hang out in this community. A lot of people having sex with a lot of people. But my favorite. We've seen a lot of like. Female fighters dating like it, it's just oh, like yeah. a, a revolving door. But my favorite, but my favorite yeah. John Wood story was uh, so him and uh, I think it was either Colleen or Amber. I think it was I think Amber like was moving out of his place and they had like a restraining order. It got really bad and she was selling all his shit on Facebook. But he he was blocked. She's having a fire sale, like getting rid of half of his stuff, all of his stuff, right? For like ten dollars, twenty bucks. Oh, I mean these like expensive dressers and and my pile. Calls up Wood and he's like, "Hey man, just want to let you know, like your 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 ex girlfriend's selling all your shit on Facebook." He's like, "What? What? What?" He goes, "Don't worry, I I uh, bought half of it." He goes, "You gonna give it back?" He's like, "Hell no!" <laughs> so he said, and "It's his best friend." So he said, "Every time he goes, fucking crazy deal." So every time he goes to Pyle's house, deal. he sees like this dresser. Like, and, and, yeah, that's hilarious. Like, pile, my pile. Hey, a, good, a good deal's a good deal, you know. <laughs> What do they say? Like possession is nine tenths of the law. So <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what what the fuck. Uh, so and then uh, other fights that happened. Wal Harris. Um, I feel bad for that guy because when you I don't feel bad for him. I, really? No. Uh, well, he might have might have got pressured in the fight. Well, um, he was gonna fight. I mean, to, to go from the God guy beer, God beer God beer to is it, that's the problem. Going from the first fight of the night to fighting. Someone that arguably is the best heavyweight of all time. You think so? In Purdue? I don't argue with people argue with. I don't. I wouldn't say that. You, I mean, over Fedor. Uh, you beat Fedor, but that wasn't in his prime. I know, but that's the argument a lot of people. You have make. to go. You have to go prime heavyweight, right? No one's better than prime Fedor. Okay, so all right, but oh, okay, for the sake of Harris. All right, so but the problem was when you take a short notice fight against a Verdum, who's such a jujitsu specialist, you can't. All of a sudden, take that on twenty-four hours notice, or even twenty-four weeks notice. I mean, that's the thing—you have to prepare against amazing jujitsu heavyweights. Which, how many are there out there? Yeah, I mean, well, who's going to fight what? Godbeer, right? What's the guy's first name? Yeah, Mark Godbeer, who was a, a stand-up striker. Right. Uh, probably look at Mark Godbeer's record. Is there any submissions on there, really? Taylor made for Walt Harris. I mean, Taylor made for him. Uh, the guy's just going to stand. From a UFC standpoint, I look at that as almost a no contest or. A, like a non-fight. You can't really say, oh, you, you've lost this fight. Now, does he make what uh, the Black Beast would have made for that? Or does he make what he would have made to fight Mark Godbeer? That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, so I'm looking at uh, this guy's record. He's got two wins by a guillotine choke. The rest, TKO, TKO. Yeah, he's TKO, a guy's a stand-up. A guy's a, a, he's from England. Yeah. He's standing stand with an Wang, and that's exactly what he was training for. At the same time, if all of a sudden you're you're gonna make ten times what you were gonna make, they definitely they, they had to have slipped him something. They had to say, "Hey, we'll throw you an extra 20. Well, he seemed like he was in good spirits because I I, I tweeted him afterwards direct. I DM'd him and he was like, "Ah, oh, good fan." Maybe throw him twenty or forty extra grand because because UFC saving they're saving money too. They're they're, they're definitely saving money. He also money. tweeted, "Hey UFC, can I get a participation trophy?" Which was pretty damn funny. And he said he's he was out at the after party afterwards. He didn't get hurt. I mean, he didn't actually take any damage other than his arm that probably was jacked up the next day. But I don't you could definitely him. see the level of jujitsu though, and it's, it's well, that's the thing. It's you like, saw the way he defended the armbar, his legs up in the air and stuff. But also, like 
Verdun could make any brown or black belt look like a white belt too. So now, what I want to ask you is this: before we end the show, Brian Caraway, who I thought we were gonna have on the show, kind of screwed me over a little bit here. Still a Caraway fan though. Um, Are you? Yeah, I like Caraway, but it was kind of the dick move to say, "Yeah, I'd love to do the podcast," and then you don't do the podcast. But um, shout out to Brian Caraway. Do you think, according to uh, Kevin Lee, right? So Kevin Lee. I had money on Kevin Lee. Sorry, Ferguson. I just, you know, Kevin's been on the show. I, I had, I, I had money on Ray Borg too. It was a ten to one. It was twenty dollars, but it won me four hundred. So I was like, all right, maybe, you know, fuck it, twenty dollars. I'm in, I'm in Nevada. Gambling's legal. That's the thing about. I don't like gambling on those internet sites nope. because you have to go to a money order place. I got a bookie. If you need one. I don't. I don't like it because you got to go to a money order place to collect, and then it's a fucking. You got to yeah. wait at the. Wells Fargo, whatever the, the, the you know. I got a book and we have an account that we share and we like. Maybe, I don't know. But it's a lot easier when you're in Nevada to go downstairs. Oh, fun too. Yeah. So, Kevin Lee has, I've been on him three times in a row and won with him. So I'm like, all right, Kevin Lee's my man. Yeah. He's my friend. And he almost won that first round. I mean, if he would have been 20 more seconds, who knows? He might have had a punch that, that put Ferguson out, maybe. Yeah. Ferguson's some company. Yeah. Uh, now, according to um, Ben Askren, he tweeted out like, "Really submitted from guard or something like that." You're an amateur, or something. Called him an amateur, and then according to Sean McCorkle, said that Kevin put himself in that triangle because he was tired. Now, do you think that is what happened? That didn't seem it's, like that. It's, it's like a yes and no. He didn't put himself in it, but he did let it happen. He was he was very tired. He was being very heavy on top, and when the, when he started to push that leg, the arm through, he chilled for a couple seconds. And then it, as soon I, I we, were, we were watching with Eve, and I was like, "This fight's over." As soon as he pushed the arm through, he looked so exhausted. I'm like, "He's not even have to pull the arm across because this dude is 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 lactic. He cut so much weight. He's exhausted." Well, what I don't get is this, right? But so, that, wasn't, that was not an amateur triangle. That's a high-level triangle. Well, well I'll, I'll, to not discredit Ben Askren for his, his, his tweet, this is, what, this is what he wrote. And like normally when people talk shit, I actually like to retweet them because it's kind of like talking shit, but I'm like, ah, I don't even want to retweet this. But he, he said, uh, so Ben Askren tweeted this. He said, um, uh, well, Ben Askren's a heel. Is he a heel? I mean, he's usually right on the money. Uh, but he said that, um, uh, seriously, who gets tapped from guard in 2017? Amateur shit. Do you believe, I mean, is that? I wouldn't say it's amateur shit. I think but it is. it's not um, high-level defense. It's not, uh, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's amateur because it was a, there was some accumulation. It was, it, was, it was definitely exhausted, maybe amateur as far as maybe the preparation. Maybe the, the the extreme weight cut wasn't the, the smartest move. Dana White made a good point that they have this UFC facility where they have nutritionists and free yeah. food and all this stuff. You need to cut weight. There's people that will help you. And then McCorkle wrote, "When you just want out of a fight, so you practically put yourself in a triangle." Unbelievable. Is that? I mean, my my only thing was this, right? I'm not gonna doubt Kevin so Lee's heart. So. I'm not gonna doubt Kevin's heart. And so McCorkle's went into plenty of fights. Not training. I remember his last fight, and I love you, Sean. You were at my wedding. We're good friends. But your last fight, you did 10 minutes on the treadmill. 
for your last fight. That was your preparation. He did, he did like key lock. Uh, no, he's like, but he did ten minutes on the treadmill. I, I mean, so maybe. I mean, however, I, he did beat Mark Hunt in fifty-five seconds. A prime McCorkle, I would have put against most heavyweights. Uh, however, that's not the thing. But Kevin Lee, right? So he's in that. Oh, he gets that armbar. When he gets that armbar, and, he, and he's in guard, and he gets out of it. At that point, shouldn't you either posture up? And get the fuck out of the guy's guard, either stand up again or try to get up and pass guard. Like staying in the guy's triangle after he already almost submitted you with an arm bar just seems like you're playing with fire, right? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, Kevin Lee should have never stayed on top for any bit of time in a guard. Like, but, but, but after you get arm bar the first time, get the fuck out, right? Isn't that, I mean, that's get what the I'm fuck out. But yeah. at the same, so you have to have mental awareness that you're tired too. Like, you but mean, is Kevin Lee so stubborn, which is what got him to the dance, that he thinks this guy's not going to try and Like, I can get out of whatever he puts me in. Because yeah. that's Kevin Lee's wrestling mentality. Kevin Lee is one of the toughest motherfuckers I know. We're talking about a guy who spars with Mayweather, who believes he can beat anybody. And I still think that Kevin Lee could beat anybody in that division on any given day. Sure. You know, non-stat, no, you take away the stat. completely battle-tested... Uh... He fights. Like He's a, never been submitted before, too. No. We're talking about a guy who got knocked out, uh, who lost a decision to Ayakinta, uh, his yeah. first fight on a one-week notice. Yeah. And this is the first time he's ever been submitted. Yeah. So when I talk to fighters, like when I talk to, uh, who was the guy? Derek Brunson, when he got knocked out by Jacare. He, he told me he had never been knocked out before in a fight. When you've never been knocked out before in a fight, you don't think that you can get knocked out before. No, I mean, you're probably going to see Kevin Lee go do a lot of jiu-jitsu. I'm a big fan. He's a good fighter. But he's probably got to spend a lot more time doing different styles of jiu-jitsu. Did he bring in some 10th planet guys? Maybe they... Well, he, does, oh, well, he does train with Don uh, Drysdale. Uh, what's his Robert Drysdale. Robert Drysdale. That, I mean, that's a, a damn good jiu-jitsu guy. That's super good. So, so You need those rubbery guys to train with, like... As soon as he got taken down, uh, as soon as he took down uh, Tony, he went right to mission control, put rubber guard right on him. Yeah. I, it didn't look like he really knew he wasn't Ten very planet. comfortable in yeah. there. He looked, he looked very out of place. Neither am I. I, I fucking, I, 10th Planet, I tore my ACL doing I, that because of the wrestling. I love training with those guys because they go for different things. Like yeah. they, they, they make you have to think. No, I know. I hate to go regular guys. Like, oh, he's probably over this, this. They put you in a move, you're like, okay. Well, I didn't like it because I didn't know I was getting my ACL torn, and I was. And then all of a sudden, torn. Little, uh, little leg lock. It was a, I got electric chair sweep. And it wasn't It wasn't even a submission. It was a sweep. Flexibility. And as a wrestler, yeah. as a wrestler, you know, people don't know this who don't wrestle. But as a wrestler, you're taught to power out of everything. Every Anytime you're on your back, get off your back. Anytime you're in a, you're in a, it's power out. It's get out, get out, get out. Jiu-jitsu is a little different. Yep. It's no one to tap, no one to, you know, and it's a hard transition for a guy like who really, this really stubborn guy. That's why in the beginning of UFCs, you saw Kevin Jackson, who was a two-time gold medalist Olympic, lose in a minute and a half to Frank Shamrock. 14 seconds. Oh, 14, 14 seconds? I mean, you saw guys like, uh, uh, what's his name? Kale, not Kale Sanders, uh, Terry Collat, who was a four-time state champion. I believe he was a national champion. He lost to 
that guy, the animal, uh, the, the guy from Portland, Oregon, that lost to Uriah Faber uh, in that, you ever see that, that data documentary on him on uh, some weird like MSNBC did some documentary? Probably. Kari Kola is 0-1 in MMA, who lost to a guy who I believe has like a 20 and 11 record. Good fighter, yep. but not the level that fucking Kari Kola is. So yeah, we've evolved past that, but there's still that wrestling mentality of I can get out of anything. Yeah. And uh, you know, Kevin yeah. didn't know that. And it's it's just it's also too like just when someone starts to put you in submission, you you, you gotta make a decision. You can't just wait a second or two. You can't like Well that's I think that's a, my, my, big, my biggest problem with Jiu was when you know wrestling, you think you're getting the takedown and you're the guy's guard. Yeah. Uh, is is that first side control is like so hard for wrestlers because a guy like Kevin Lee who started wrestling in high school and then in college, but he's probably like, I gotta take that, I gotta take that, I take that, sure. and then all of a sudden you're in someone's guard. It's that uh, you're retraining your your brain, and that's that's hard for a lot. Of yeah, people. there was definitely like uh, that was, was definitely his hardest fight. You could see he like he was going for takedowns. It's like. Like, oh. No win. Like, I, I know. I know. In the second round, the second round, when I saw that dude's muscles, I'm like, shit. I saw him breathing heavy. Yeah. And I was sitting there with a the boxer, a guy who, uh, the the comic who opened for me was a Arizona State champ boxer. Oh, nice. And he he had like a hundred amateur fights or something. And he never went pro, but he was a good boxer. And he sparred with like Bavisley Jurov and some great great good fighter. Yeah. He, but he was telling me he's like, I like the way Kevin Lee's boxing in that first round when he was. But he was, he goes, this guy, he, he liked Kevin Lee better. He goes, Kevin Lee's going to knock him out in the fourth round. I go, no, come on. He goes, no, trust me. I go, he liked the way Kevin Lee's stand-up was compared to Tony. He was like, this guy's unconventional. Tony, yeah. But he liked the way, Ke but then Kevin Lee all of a sudden started getting heavy on his feet. He wasn't, he wasn't doing. No, he was super heavy on his feet. I, I don't know why he went for a takedown. It's a, you know, he did have success in the first round, but I think maybe Tony could have baited him. Uh, I don't know, man, but, you know, keep your head up. I, I called him a couple times. I tried, you know, guy like Kevin Lee, you know, you see him crying afterwards, and, you know, no, no, uh, it's curious. Kevin Lee did nothing but earn a ton of respect from fans, and make, he made $250,000. He never made a quarter million dollars for him. At, him, at, uh, him at 170, I think, is the right place for him. I don't, uh, he's not a 55,000. But at 70, I think those guys are too big. Kevin Lee is smaller than me. Yeah. Like, not with his shirt off, obviously. Right. But you stand next to Kevin Lee, he's not a big guy. He, I mean, but then again, neither was Hector Lombard. And it was Hector Lombard, and it was Jake Ellenberger. I don't know, man. That 170, uh, that, I, I don't know. Uh, I would like to see Kevin Lee versus Rafael Dos Anjos. That would be a good fight for me to see. It would be a good fight. Um, it's, it's, it's a good fight, but like obviously Rafael has been knocked out. But Now, now... Conor McGregor, before we leave, look, Conor McGregor, obviously, amazing, awesome. Best fighter in the world. Dude, no, he's not. No, he's not the best fighter in the world. Demetrius Johnson's the best fighter in the world. Uh, all that He made Ray Borg look like, it looked like me playing with my, my little brother. When I was a little kid, and my brother was like, Max, love you, Max. When I used to just take him and throw him around and do whatever I wanted to my little brother. So far. That's exactly what... I mean, Demetrius Johnson is a man playing with boys. And no disrespect to Ray Borg. I like Ray Borg, but shit. Well, I was talking I was talking about this weekend. I was like, um, 
You have guys that are, I think Dimitri Johnson is the best martial artist in the sport. I think he's a fighter. I, I think Connor, Connor can really fight. I think it's a t- I, I, to, to, I, 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 you know, I'm obviously obsessed with the sport. I think about it all the time. Connor is a, he tries to knock people out. He, He's beautiful on his feet. Yeah, I think he's a better. I think he's a better striker than Demetrius Johnson. I have a feeling that he's going to fight Paul Gilbert in his next fight. I, I have this, Paul is talking about it already on Twitter. Maybe he's trying to get the fights, but he can get 10, 15, 20 million for fighting Paulie Malignaggi, yeah. and arguably beating Paulie Malignaggi. Yeah. Or he can fight Tony Ferguson, Canelo Alvarez. He can fight Khabib. I mean, no, Canelo Alvarez, he's not going to fight Canelo. I mean, maybe he will, but Paulie Malgazi is a winnable fight for him. Oh, winnable, way more winnable. <laughs> Canelo takes him out in four rounds. Uh, Come on. I have to really look at that again. Give me a break. I have to see if Connor's four, and four rounds. Not taller. Uh, dude, this dude does not, it's a different, it's a different sport. Am I drinking the Kool-Aid? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, he, he didn't knock out Mayweather. Uh, yeah, Mayweather's is a very also defensive no fighter, but has, still, but, yeah. yeah. Although that, that one body shot did hurt him, but at the tent, they didn't call yeah, it. Did. I, um, I like that you could do something to speculate about. I like that it can be controversial. It's like that's why I think that's why people like the sport because you can argue about it so much. You can, yeah. Everyone's got their own opinion, but until two guys step into the ring, it's, it's uh, who the fuck knows. But uh, no, Demetrius is he is it's it's his. I think his era is really starting right now. I think uh, a window opened up recently with John Jones. Like, like there's definitely a window opening up for him because he had all he, he was kind of outshined uh, the last couple of years by guys like John Jones, Ronda Rousey, Conor McGregor. I mean, now, yeah, he's been he's been outshined. He's been because he's one twenty five, and, and he, he didn't have some finishes for a while, and some of his fights were a little bit mismatches. Now his last two fights, he's having these incredible finishes. Now's his opportunity to be the goat of this era right now. Like he could have like this time right now. He didn't really have this opportunity to really stand out and shine. He also but, almost lost. So now he broke Anderson's record. Dodson. And he, he did lose a Dodson. He didn't lose to me, almost lost one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he didn't lose Dodson. No, he no, he lost to uh WC what was the guy's name? Dominic Cruz. Yes. Yeah. But he almost lost to Creepy. Uh, I yeah. thought he lost that fight. He definitely won the second one. The first one was a little super controversial. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. little bit of a refereeing and judging botch. But um, yeah, this uh, it's, it's it's a good era for him. Uh, there are some super fights that are opening up for him. Whether it's TJ uh, going down or him fighting uh, Cody Garbrandt for some huge payday. They're, they're, now that he's broken the record, he definitely has an opportunity to. Here's what's sad. Here's what I think is sad is that. You know, he's a disciplined guy, he's a nice guy, he doesn't party, doesn't fuck, at least I know, I mean, maybe his party consisted of him on Twitch playing a couple beers, yeah, he's not a wild man. But if John Jones had his discipline, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But the the, the, the problem is- Probably wouldn't be talking about John because he'd just be like, enough of John. Well, John Jones would be the best fighter of all time. I mean, no one would have beat him even- had one close fight was to Gustafson. Yeah, he didn't train for that. I mean, this other guy has 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 losses. Yeah. DJ has losses, not the other guy. But John Jones has no losses, so we wouldn't be having this argument. But John Jones, being the kind of athlete, it's just I, I hate to say it, but 
I really don't want to see John Jones I, uh, go down the same road as other amazing athletes that I used to love, i.e. Daryl Strawberry, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson Dwight Gooden, Lawrence Taylor. Is the, uh, there's a huge list. Uh, Barry Bonds. He's, he's still, to me, he's probably the greatest fighter of all time. John Jones. John Jones is probably the greatest fighter. I think so. It's hard to... I mean, people have never done what he's done so far. I mean, no. he's dominated everybody. He knocked out Daniel Cormier. I mean, who's knocked out Daniel Cormier ever? He's as well around as, as, as they come. Obviously, we haven't seen him very much off of his back. Uh, you did say he, he tried to fly and try against Rampage. He's never been on his back. Uh, he's been for like it's three seconds. Short amount of times. Anyway, so what do you got coming up? What, 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 what do you got coming up? Next weekend, we're doing Fight Party Live on Pluto TV. We're doing the Bellator fight, and then uh, we're thinking about doing uh, we're doing a live broadcast, but uh, I think we're doing the next day as well, the Cerrone Till. Okay. We're going to do a brunch. We, uh, we watch the fights. We have a chef. We uh, we, we show the moves. Uh, By the way, Pluto TV, people, is free. Free? Free. Absolutely free on your Android, on your uh, iPhone, on your uh, Roku, on your Apple TV. And they have like eight fight channels. They have eight comedy channels. They have every news channel. They have movies. I mean, talk about movies that no one's ever seen. They have like, they have one movie, one channel is all Bruce Lee and karate movies, the Stephen Seagal movies. Then they have, like, Fury. Then they have music channels. Like, you know how like you go on your TV and you're in the mood and you want to, you're making out with chick and you want to hear. They have every single category, uh, whether it's hip hop. Or rock or electro, whatever, whatever the fuck you want to hear, mumble rap. And they have every station. Oh, and they have every, live, they have live feeds. They have Norm McDonald has his podcast on there. Yep. Uh, you, can, you can watch Norm's podcast. I mean, it's amazing. I saw a commercial for it in, in Vegas, by the way. The podcast? No, it's like Total TV. Oh, nice. I, I, we're, I, we're also uh, we're in a new Vizio commercial, which is a uh, uh, Vizio is building us into all their new TVs. So. And and they play and they roast the podcast. This yeah. this is the first network that was like, you know what, we're put it playing your podcast all the time. How fucking cool is that? And this dude Andrew's in charge, and uh, and Andrew's the, uh, a guy who lo- has fought before. Uh-huh. I and mean, he's has fought in Strike Force. He knocked out uh, Joe Merritt. Uh-huh. Joe Merritt is a damn good fighter. Ver- verbal tap attack. Strange guy, but but a great fighter. Verbal tap He he was the model in the UFC, so he knocked out a UFC fighter. Anyway, so. Just you want to go on Pluto TV? It's 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 unbelievable. It really is the next generation of television. You should have the nice words about the app. And it's free. I've been here about four years since it wasn't even an app. It was just an idea. It's free. It's nice to see where it's come to. I mean, news, uh, comedy, fighting. The channel just for Fear Factor. You guys love Joe Rogan. We have a Fear Factor channel, twenty four seven Fear Factor. World Poker Tour channel. Yeah, it's unbelievable what they have on Pluto TV. So if you if you wanna. If you, if, you, if you don't have cable or you want to watch it on your phone, and then they have all the lion fights, uh, all the glory fights, they have all that. The, the entire K1 catalog that just got um, most of 1FC fights coming to Pluto right now. If you're a wrestling nerd, they have TNA wrestling all day long. Yep. So uh, anyway, uh, so we got that. I got, by the way, uh, this Friday and Saturday, I'm at the, uh, the Ha Ha in North Hollywood. Next week, I'm in Apple Valley next Wednesday at the Wine Cellar. Uh, this Wednesday, I'm at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. Uh, next uh, Thursday, I'm in Riverside, California, at Romano's. Next Friday, in Brentwood, but not Brentwood in, near us, Northern California, at Caps Oak Street Club. 
And uh, Wednesday, the 25th of October, I will be at Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. So Team Alphamale is going to come. I'm going to see Brooke Mayo. I'm going to see all the uh, Team Alphamale guys. So come check me out. Uh, Wednesday, the 25th. Send me that pic, man. Uh, and then if you're in Seattle, I'm at the Hawk's Nest in Alkey Beach on Thursday, the 26th, as well as the Riverside Golf Club. I think golf club. In, uh, in Chehalis, Washington. And then uh, I'm a ski. Uh, that's a great place to be from right now. Uh, I'm in uh, the Castle Black Casino in Mesquite on November 3rd. Orange County Prison. Uh, yeah. so and then I'm, in, I'm in Maui, November 10th, 11th, and 12th. So anyway, I got to go coach kids wrestling. Uh, you guys have been great. I can't thank you guys enough for tuning into the podcast. And uh, Andrew's going to take care of it. Uh, if you don't like Andrew, 